Welcome to an all new episode of What the Tech Just Happened. Or maybe we should be talking about what the tech is next as we approach the new normal and return to work. As of today, on April 28th, 2020, there are over 3 million worldwide cases of COVID-19, with over 1 million of those cases in the United States alone. The federal government has issued guidelines to how to phase your return to the economy, and this has companies wondering what their return to work looks like. On today's episode, Rob and I are going to cover three things that you need to be on the lookout for, which is what did you learn during COVID-19, how to listen to your employees, and how to reevaluate essential travel and face-to-face meetings moving forward. All this and more on today's episode of What the Tech Just Happened. Good morning, Rob. Hey, good morning, Penny. This is exciting. We are about to, I think, see the horizon of the new normal or next normal, right? Yeah. So you're talking about things starting to level off as yeah. far as COVID-19 goes? Yes. yes. And now what what are people going to be doing from this point on? So I like that your your, entry, your introduction was great instead of what the tech just happened. What the tech's going to happen? Yeah. What the tech is next? What the tech is next? I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, that it's a you know we've been uh, talking a lot about uh, equipping people f- to be working remotely, to be learning remotely, uh, and I think we are you know with the guidelines from the federal government and states obviously having ultimate discretion on how to manage their individual you know phasing of their economic uh, return. I-, I thought it was a good opportunity for us to really kind of talk about. That you know what to look at in just in phase one of the or pre phase one of how do we enter phase one? So I thought it'd be good for us to touch on a couple of things here, offer maybe a couple of plugs for some solutions that I think everyone's evaluating right now, and maybe uh, have some fun along the way. Absolutely, and I, I do want to mention you know since you you brought up we're going to do a plug connection right now is putting together a webinar series and i want everybody to kind of keep an eye out for that so we started that this is the remote workforce uh webinar series and obviously it's based on covid19 and uh what people went through during those different phases you know phase one being uh purchasing all of your equipment and getting set up for a remote workforce and then we start looking into uh phase two and what people are going to be doing next so i just want to let everyone know that on may 7th and we'll make sure that we put a link and a sign up for that. But on May 7th at four o'clock, that's a Thursday, we are gonna be having the first one, which is gonna be on VMware. So anybody that's interested in learning that as part of the next steps, uh, please stay tuned. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I actually think that goes obviously along very well with my first sort of talking point here, which is uh, I wrote in my notes, uh, use it, don't lose it. Uh, I'll kind of describe what I mean by that. We have, uh, you and I joked about how many weeks this has been been. I'm still, you know, I'm still not quite sure on the actual. I think we're in week eight of the maybe week nine. Uh, But I joked the other day that it's like it's dog years. Quarantine years are like dog years, except for (laughs) every, you know, one to seven, it's one to 60. So I told Uh, Rob, I've (laughs) told Rob, I've had a good 425 weeks to think. (laughs) <laughs> about my and it future. Does, it does feel exactly like that. I'm <laughs> telling you, you're 
spot on. <laughs> um, but it, it's so this has been an interesting time. Obviously, company is adapting to what's going on. Like you said, it, that first phase of uh, get it what you need so people can at least be quasi productive in, in their environment. But I think there is a lot of information that organizations can glean from the past, you know, eight, nine, ten weeks, however long this uh, has gone on for each individual state. But uh, I'm sure a lot of network problems have come up. I'm sure the ability to access company, you know, information or applications, collaboration, managing um, remote teams, a lot of obstacles have come up that I hope a lot of leaders aren't thinking that just the return to work is the fix for all of those, you know, I don't want to say problems, opportunities is always a better, you know, bright, shiny approach. But seeing what kind of took place over the past, you know, couple of months within your teams and your networks and your infrastructure and using this as sort of that jumping off point to improve those things, not think that they're just going to be solved because you're not supporting a remote workforce anymore. Yeah, I think a lot of opportunities are arising from this whole situation. And I think if people embrace that, uh, they're going to be much better off. So instead of looking at the negative, you know, you and I have always tried to take a look at this whole thing as uh, look at the positive. Look at all those amazing things that were born from this. You know, when you look even at a, at a 9-11, there's a lot of security things that were put into place mm -hmm. that really made us safer after 9-11. So it was a horrible tragedy, but some some great things were born from that. And the same thing is happening with the whole COVID-19 uh, crisis here that through technology, we're learning a heck of a lot. And to your point, we hope that uh, when people go back to work and when I say back to work, back to uh, the physical work itself, because people right. are working very hard right now, um, but they take what they learned and they they expand upon that. Good stuff. Yeah. And I, um, I know that something I won't say from personal experience, but talking to different customers, part of the, I think, uh, what has made or the make or break of people's productivity over the past few weeks has been their ability to be connected to whatever organization they're a part of, whether it's through a VPN or you're using a VDI. I think there's been a, a couple of points of entry and a lot of people didn't have to support, you know, hundreds, sometimes millions. I was actually reading about a company in India that has over, has like 3.2 million employees. I think that that's right. And they, um, they're saying that employees this from this point on will be 75% remote and 25% in the office. That's how they're supposed to balance their, their time. So I think, you know, a lot of people have discovered things about how easy it is to access information and moving into the next normal, those things got to get buttoned up. So, you know, what are the, uh, I'll put you on the spot, Rob, what are sort of the basic definitions of VPN and VDI? And is there some other stuff that you think our um, companies are really going to be evaluating in this phasing of the new normal? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to tout myself as a, as an SME on these. So I'll give you the high level view, but um, I kind of break it down into three categories. So you have the VPN, you have the VDI and you have RDS, and we'll give you what the acronyms stand for, or the initialisms, I should say. <laughs> uh, the VPN is a virtual private network. The VDI is a virtual desktop infrastructure. And the RDS stands for remote desktop services. And the difference, you know, the high level differences between the three, you have a VPN 
being your virtual private network that's like a tunneling. So it's a tunnel into your data center, okay? So um, you have access through a particular application that your IT company or your IT department sets up for you. Uh, you have a login, you get in there, it's a secure login um, that gets you into specific data files and applications um, that your IT department has set up on your laptop. So you have your company laptop, you take it home, and in order to get access to some of the other applications and or files, you log into your VPN and voila, you're ready to go. Um, so it comes with, you know, some of its issues, but for the most part, a lot of companies have gone that route and, and it, it's worked very well. And there's a lot of different solution and solution providers to get you set up with that. So anybody thinking about a VPN, um, that's one way to go. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. VPN is what I use. And I, I think companies that uh, have that probably had a fairly seamless transition, you know, because uh, like you said, uh, I could take my company issued laptop home with me, everything's there, and I just use the VPN and I'm working as normal. So what's a would you, VDI, virtual desktop? Yeah, so the VDI is the virtual desktop infrastructure. So it's similar to a VPN, but instead of having to take home your computer, you have a virtual desktop that's already set up for you that's at your office. So it's ready to go and you need to access that so you take your tablet, you can take your phone, you can take your, your PC, and you have a specific login, and you get in there, login password, and boom, just as though you were sitting in the office, everything that you know and love so much is right there in front of you. When you disconnect from it, boom, it's gone. If you happen to lose your computer, the company doesn't have to worry because nobody has access to any of your information. Um, so it's, it's a more secure way to go. Um, there's, there's a lot of different benefits to it. There's a lot of, again, a lot of companies like VMware that can set folks up with it. Um, you know, but it is a, a more costly solution, but it could be a long-term solution that, that companies want to look at. So that's the high level view of a VDI. All right. All right. VPN, VDI. And I see it'd be interesting to have, uh, maybe we can do a follow-up on this to kind of really dig into, um, the differences and the use cases, because I can see the need for for VDI as much as I do VPN. You, especially, I think for companies that didn't have um, an easy VPN set up and you know a, an equipped workforce with equipment, you know you have people that need to access. You know, I think of retail. Like, what if I need to get into the the, the back end retail system, but the store is closed? Uh, VDI might be a solution for that. So I I'd uh, love to dig into that one. What What's the um? What's the third one? RD R RDS. RDS. I, I'm not again. I don't know this very well, but it stands for Remote Desktop Services, and so I think it's it's kind of a, a little bit of a hybrid of what a VDI is. It's where uh, multiple folks can actually access that that virtual desktop. So all employees can gain access to the same virtual desktop uh, we, with the resources of the server, and it's being split among the employees. So again, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a hybrid model of the VDI and it's a less expensive way to go, but less secure way to go. Uh, and again, I think bringing in an SME that really understands that, folks that want to know, I think that would make a great segment. So we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we set that up for you guys. Yeah, if you can hear us out there, we're looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I think that, that it's super relevant and going into the next phase, it's chances are if you had some hiccups along the way of, of your remote workforce being able to be productive, this has to be something you evaluate. And 
uh, like I said it at the beginning, I, I don't think you can not look at this stuff anymore. I don't think you can say, oh, okay, well, I have, you know, 3,000 employees or even 500 employees that have been out and now they're all going to come back in and I don't have to worry about how they're accessing it when they're remote, what, you know, being set up at home. I I think everyone's going to do themselves a massive disservice if that's the mindset of, you know, your phased approach to coming back to work. So... Right. A little I, I just I want to mention something too. I thought this was a little ironic as we're um, re- recording this podcast. I just had a pop up from my Slack, and it said, "Hey, is anybody having problems logging into the VPN right now?" <laughs> I just got to kick out of that. I had to mention that. <laughs> it's so true. That's it's usually in one or two chats a day, um, but th- this is this is our new normal for right now. And just. Uh, a lot of the problems, it's funny, the lot of problems that you have when you're remote, you you still had in the office. Like there's there's plenty of times where um, myself or friends or they're like, oh, our, you know, our, I'm not I haven't gotten email for the last hour. Our network's down and we're trying to figure out what's going like it. This stuff just happens. I shouldn't say it just happens. There's a reason for it. But it seems more disruptive because like our we're hyper focused on it now because we're home and we want to be connected 100 percent right. of the time. All right. So uh, good. Good segue talking about um, how employees are being productive. Kind of the number two thing when re when looking at how you're you're going to build your phases of return. I couldn't stress this more more, and I am very opinionated on it. Um, Maybe it's because I'm a millennial, Rob. I'm not quite sure. Um, But as everyone knows, the millennial and the the Gen uh, Zers have been big proponents of work from home. Uh, We've talked about it uh, endlessly. We had a a whole episode about generational differences back in December and how we felt about this topic. I think as we look at returning to work, communication with employees is going to be so incredibly important, not just communicating, mind you, when they're coming back to work, but communicating how they're coming back to work. And that doesn't mean that you send a company notice or you have a manager send an email and saying, you know, as of March or May 15th, all employees will be back in the office, business as usual. I think that good leaders during this time are going to offer some type of ability for employees to communicate back to the organization how they are going to be able to come back to work. This is incredibly disruptive for many people's lives. People with kids that that aren't in school, um, where daycare is not available, a spouse has potentially been laid off or is working in a completely different environment than they were, or you have uh, spouses that are essential. And, you know, there's a whole balance. Uh, everything's off balance. And I think good leaders will be marked through this period by how they listen to their employees about what is quote unquote, an acceptable expectation of the return to work lifestyle. Yeah, you, you brought up a great point, too. So, you know, as you listen to the news and they're talking about uh, people going back and getting the economy jump started again. But at the same time, if you're not looking at the entire picture, you know, so they, they're saying that we're going to do that. 
they're not saying to restart the schools. They're not right. saying to go back to school. So you have an entire workforce. Like you're there with Lucy right now. You know, d- daycare is not available. And, uh, you know, there's schools not available. So what is that workforce going to do? What does it look like and what does it mean to them? So they have to be very cognizant of that. And like you said, don't just send out a notice. You got to start talking to every, you know, myself, I've been through the the kids. So my challenges aren't the same as yours being a millennial. Um, But they, they need to listen to it from the Gen Z's all the way up and say, what does this look like? What have you been doing? What would you like to see? you know, the, the next phase look like. And so that communication is, is really important. I agree. Yeah. And, you know, to be uh, uh, something that you always heard about uh, was this work-life balance all the time. Like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to work too many hours. I want to have enough time with my family. And I know not everyone is in uh, the same situation, but I know there's a lot of people that have seen this as an opportunity, like, Fathers who worked, you know, 60, 70 hours a week. Mothers who worked the, the same amount of time. Rob, I think you're working more now than you, actually more hours than you put into the office. I think that there's been a, a shifting of that work-life balance. And it's now just like, a, it's not work is here and my life is here. These things have really molded together to have like a one life approach to it. And I think not only childcare and school schedules and all of that is going to influence the return, but also what expectations employees have in their own lives now. Like, it is possible for me to make dinner for my family every night. It is possible for me to see my my kid more than 45 minutes a day. So I think all of that, this is a really exciting time. And I think this is also, we don't talk about this department a lot, but I think this is where HR is going to really start being a policy maker slash leader um, in the, the return to work sort of plan with their employees. So it's going to be exciting. I'm excited to see. Um, so make sure you're listening to your employees and giving them a space to talk um, because I think powerful things will come from it. Yeah, and it's it's it is interesting to like you said how things kind of molded together between personal life and home life, and and the technology has a lot to do with that. As you look at mobile device management and mm-hmm. how we're able to take, you know, you, you could be up making breakfast for your kids, and you're on a conference call because you have an app on your mobile phone, and you're up there and you're still talking. Uh, you're able to do the Zoom meetings, you're able to do the WebEx meetings, um, and bring that to where you need to go. And you're you're connected all the time through whether it's a VPN or a VDI or an RDS system, um, and you have your email and you have your Slack communication. So that line that was once drawn because you went to an office and you worked nine to five is completely blown out of the water. So you also mentioned it too. We're putting in more hours. And I think we gave stats in some of the earlier podcasts that people that work from home actually put in X amount of more hours per day than ones that don't. Mm-hmm. So they're getting more productivity out of us. How we how we measure that moving forward, I'm not quite sure. That's going to be uh, HR and management. Uh, you know, th- that's going to be there across uh, to bear. But, um, you know, I think there are going to be ways that they're going to be able to quantify uh, that as well. So it's really, really interesting to see how technology uh, worked into this whole new cadence that we have. And then again, moving forward, listening to folks, what are the good parts that they want to keep and how do we incorporate that so that everybody's happy and being productive and just really kind of elevates the whole work experience moving forward. 
Right. Technology, uh, we've said it, I don't think we can say it enough, and it's really the whole premise of, of what we do here, is is what has kept us productive and has kept us working. And quite honestly, is what has kept all of us employed from providing the technology to being able to just leverage the technology technology to do our jobs. And so um, it's, it's exciting to think about what the next approach is going to be. Um, and I, I do think it's going to be a company-wide, uh, everyone's going to weigh in on it. I, I don't think yeah. it's, it's definitely going to be a do that everyone and and they'll see how things are incorporated you know telemedicine mm -hmm. uh, was huge uh even from retail uh manufacturing just all of the things that were born from this um and and the input that the employees are going to give to say hey we really like that we didn't like that we need to improve on this and uh take like like we said take the best of all the worlds and and meld them together would be great yeah there's um i'm gonna we're gonna touch on one last thing because we're we're running tight on time here and it's uh, i think next week we'll pick up and have a larger conversation about this because i think it it deserves a larger conversation and that is the the reevaluating the face-to-face -face meeting and the essential travel um that maybe was essential six months ago that might not be seen as essential today. And I, I have to tell you the story that I found. It was maybe I'll, maybe I'll do the favor of not using the name of the county um, and the person. I'll let people see if they can find this on their own. I don't want to humiliate any state and local governments. Uh, but there was a county in California uh, that was holding their, their, their meeting, their city council meeting on Zoom. Like many of us are, and you guys, I'm sure, Rob, you've seen the C-SPAN or the local channel, you know, town meetings of your boardmen, selectmen, community planners, all that kind of stuff. And it, they go on for hours, those things, like two, two, three hours. So I guess they were, they were two and two hours and 40 minutes, I think, into the meeting. And everyone could hear a loud, it was a Zoom meeting, and everyone could hear a cat meowing in someone's background, like really loud meowing. And um, it came time for this one community planner to to talk. He had to, to answer a question or say something. And he picked up his cat who was meowing in the background and he put his cat up on the screen. He said, oh, here's my cat. And he introduced everybody on the Zoom call to his cat. And then he threw his cat like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there were some people that might have been cheering at that. <laughs> he threw the cat behind him, like tossed oh it. Goodness. You heard the they they said that they heard the cat. Now it's always like uh, storytelling is a is a gift. Um, but they heard the cat like scream as <laughs> he threw him, and then they heard a thud as the cat hit the ground. Now, I have a cat. Not that I throw my cat, but they can be thrown and land and be okay. Like that's the beauty of cats or whatever. But this community planner. Please do not do this at home. No. <laughs> this community planner lost his job. He was removed from his position. Oh, wow. Um, there was, it went as far as the county saying that they would um, help uh, rehome the cat. Um, because they felt the cat oh might goodness. be in danger. This is the whole face, the whole Zoom meeting, face-to-face -face, um, meeting thing is super interesting topic to me. And I think to everyone, because one thing we talked about, uh, we talked about it on a recent Polly episode. 
and even one back in January where uh, we talked about the discomfort of being on video. And now we're all sort of comfortable being on video. Uh, everyone sees what's in our backgrounds. We are feeling so comfortable to throw our cats across <laughs> the room. But there's sort of that crossing that work-life balance um, where you're a little too comfortable at home. There's going to be uh, I'll say like people like that ruin it for everybody else. They'll say we can't do our town meeting on Zoom anymore because that guy threw his cat across the room. <laughs> I think there's going to be a, a re-swizzling of what's important. If you look at, and we'll dive into this next week, but if you look at articles from a year ago on why face-to-face -face meetings were important compared to what we're going through today, all of them, whether they're giving you the three best reasons or the 10 best reasons, have to do with relationship building. So as we look at uh, the next normal, how do we build relationships in a more virtual world? And how do we qualify what essential travel is um, for our companies and what can be accomplished with technology is going to be a really interesting topic to get into. So we'll, we'll explore more of that next week. Yeah. And I, I just want to make a statement too, though. I don't want anybody to get the, the wrong impression here. We are, we love social interaction and we love, you know, personal interaction. So we're not suggesting at all that, hey, technology is the new wave here. And, you know, we never have to even look or, at each other ever again or touch each other ever again. That's not what we're suggesting here. No, suggesting, not at all. No, that, that technology, there are certain things that we can do to make our life easier so that we can spend more time with people doing the things that we love. So, you know, it's it's not replacing, it's enhancing. And I just I just need I felt I needed to make that point. <laughs> no, that's a it is a good point, Rob. I um because I that no. Uh, thank you for saying that. That is absolutely true. I I I think everyone's had to accommodate to be 100% virtual, but no one's desire is to cut off all human contact moving forward. That's not, if anything, I think technology, you said it perfectly, technology is can adjust the way we do things. So we are allocating our in-person time with the right people for the right purpose. And we're leveraging technology for, for the thing, I shouldn't say for the people who don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we get we get it yeah it's a no good 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 point and i i think technology um is going to be a part of our human interaction um moving forward so just what does that look like and especially people who are dealing with customers comfort levels are going to be a huge thing to navigate through this so um right. knowing what's available and and what could potentially be coming will be good to know Okay, now I know you're going to try to hurry up and get into your clothes, but but I want to squeeze something in. I'm going to do it under one minute because I think that this is really fun. One some minute the, with Rob McIntosh. One one minute with Rob. <laughs> <laughs> this is some of the the, um, the the terms that have been coming out of the coronavirus, I thought are really kind of astounding. Yes. Uh, so th there's a lot of them. I'm not going to go, go into all of them, but, um, you know, we'll go into some of the technical stuff. Everybody already kind of knows is the, you know, immunosuppressed they talk about. Uh, epidemi epidemiology, self-isolation, shelter in place, social distancing, uh, PPE. So we know all those things that came out. It N95. took me a while to get PPE, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I shouldn't admit uh, that, but it did. <laughs> for those that don't know, that's personal protective equipment, PPE. Uh, and then you have the the N95 mask, which is the gold standard. Uh, and there's also the, the the BiPAP ventilators. But then there's the you know the the things that came out of the uh, the oh the Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary, so more, yep. Yeah, so more of the Urban Dictionary type thing. So you know you have Zoom and you have the WebEx and all that. But then there there was Zoom bombing. So people found out what Zoom bombing is. Then there was one doom scrolling. 
Have you heard that one? I have not heard doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. That's where people just, they kind of uh, scroll the internet looking for like the, the horrible things that are going on. They look at the death rate and they look at the, the infection rate and they look at all the horrible things and they, they just kind of watching the doom stuff. Oh I don't my know. God. I only look at it when I have, I honestly only look at it when I have to, when we do an episode because it's too uh, startling for me. It's horrible. I'm the doom avoider. Then they have a virtual happy hour. That that term kind of came out, which was which is kind of cool. Yep. Um, and then from there, so you have um, also they they've kind of put into segments the the different generations. So you have the coronials. <laughs> <laughs> you have the quarantines, and you have the corona babies. Corona babies. <laughs> And then unfortunately from that, because of, uh, you know, people being isolated together, there is now COVID divorce. Co-divorce? <laughs> COVID divorce. <laughs> <laughs> it's a divorce as a result of the COVID virus. COVID divorce. You know, I've seen a lot of memes about, um, pe uh, like, talking about Corona babies um, coming out of this, but prediction, I have a feeling we're going to see more divorces than we see babies. Then, then you see babies? Oh boy. <laughs> like, All right, Penny's prediction. We'll have to go back to this. Mark that people, down. Um, Eight, people, 849 Eastern Standard Time on April 28th. <laughs> people who have um, a remote worker and an essential worker um, out in the field are going to be the most um, stable because at least they have had like eight hours away from each other a day. I've been on calls where people are sharing a workspace with their husband or wife. And they like, they'll leave the room when another one has a conference call. And I was like, I could, I would, me and my husband would kill each other if we were stuck in the same <laughs> office all day long. Too no funny. way, Jose. Um, along with your, I have one of my own, along with your virtual happy hour. Um, I, this is an old one, but the quarantini. The quarantini. The quarantini. Yes. Yep. Um, there's shirts out there. There's gear. Th there's recipes. Um, so and that's the, pretty cool. And the, and the Corona Rita. Oh, Corona Rita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Corona Rita. Which is, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. So, so I, I, there were just a couple other ones in here too. This one I thought was interesting. Zumping. Zumping is when you break up with somebody over over during a conferencing service through a conferencing service. <laughs> oh, it's like zumping. Zoom dumping. <laughs> yeah, Zoom dumping, zumping, they're calling it. Oh, my God. I just got, I just got zumped. Okay. What? <laughs> and this is why technology is great, right? Because in the olden days, you would just send a text message breaking up with somebody. Now you're doing them the courtesy with Zoom taking off of getting on Zoom and breaking up with them in person. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm, I am so sorry, Penny, but I found another host for podcasting and this is going to be the end for us. I apologize. What? <laughs> oh, you're zumping me. <laughs> you just got zumped. <laughs> Penny's looking at me going, what? What just happened? I was like, is he going to play something? I didn't even know. And I'm like, is it Lucy? Because she's a terrible host. Uh, so actually, we'll end with your, uh, your Corona Rita reminded me of... Um, something very funny because it is april 28th and uh cinco de mayo is upon us shortly next week yeah uh so cinco de mayo finally falls on taco tuesday and isn't it something that a virus named after after a mexican beer is going to prevent us all from celebrating man that's just so sad that is so sad um <laughs> So yeah, what not to end on a sad note. 
Um, But that is, we talked about a lot today. We talked about how to um, take what you've learned during this work from home phase and use it, don't lose it, um, to enhance your environment and company productivity. As you continue to uh, develop your phases for the return to work, um, listen to your employees and create an opportunity for them to provide feedback um, and be a part of your planning. Uh, and then uh, reevaluating what face to face and virtual meetings and essential travel is going to look like from here on out. We also had our one minute with Rob where he gave us the latest and greatest uh, Corona hashtags, memes and beyond. Uh, so tune in next week to what the tech just happened or should we say what the tech is next as we really dig into that face to face meeting virtual meeting and essential travel planning um, as you work on these new phases of returning to work. Thanks so much, Rob, for joining. Thank you, Penny. Fun times. Fun times as always. And on whatever platform you are listening to us on today, please like, share, and follow us. Leave us a comment if you'd like. And you can also email us at podcastconnection.com and let us know what you thought about today's episode or if you'd like to share a story of your own. Have a great day. We'll see you all back here next week. Hashtag Tech Experience.